Welcome to Burning Bright, a weekly podcast presenting poetry and prose from Passager. It's midwinter, time for a show about winter animals. Here's Laura Wisniewski's poem, In the Garden. In the vegetable garden there is a war. The groundhog lacks a moral compass. And for my husband, whose dreams still till the foxholes, there is nowhere to go beyond food. For six nights the groundhog has breached the wire fence, gorging on sugar snaps, violating the soft inner leaves of romaine. For six days my husband has sprayed garlic, rattled pans, urinated in a splendid glistening arc along the perimeter. But the groundhog is undaunted, a creature who cannot grasp his own mortality. My husband, who longs above all for peace, has unsheathed his twenty-two. Sleep, children, while the world rides upon a wolf that suckles, then devours us. At dawn, the groundhog's body stiffens among the nasturtiums, and my husband stands wide-stanced, a broken-hearted man in our garden of delight. In the Garden, by the 2014 Passager poet Laura Wisniewski, from Passager, issue 57. Why is it that even though groundhogs hibernate in the winter, they have a winter holiday named after them? Aline Bricken started writing stories when she was in her 70s. She was 89 when Passager published her story Droppings in issue 49. Coincidentally, it's about another pest of an animal, one that many of us are ambivalent about. It was 20 past 2 in the morning when Amy unlocked her apartment door. She headed straight to the kitchen, a tiny windowless recess. She knew what she would find, a trail of mouse droppings dotting the white formica counter between the cabinet containing a few mugs and dishes and on the elderly two-burner stove along its narrow enamel strip between burners. Then the trail would disappear. But not tonight. Sitting upright on the lid of the old iron skillet, staring at her with his tiny, shiny, round black eyes, was himself, the minute intruder. They stared at each other for a charged second, then Amy let her breath out with a whoosh, and the little creature was gone. Amy was relieved. Only last week the super, a lazy, miserable stump of a man, had waylaid her on her way to work and asked her if she had been bothered by rats or mice. Without thinking, Amy had nodded. Williams's and Three B's been complaining. Amy's apartment was on the B line. I reported this to management. And, Amy was being polite, she knew what the result would be. Zilch. She was wrong. The management was distributing traps, glue traps, to all the tenants. Amy could pick hers up next Monday on the shelf under the mailboxes. Glue traps! The thought of them made Amy sweat. Visions of the tiny creatures inextricably held, fixed forever in the hardened, gummy stuff, starving, or worse, their minuscule mouths stretched wide, screaming in terror. Do mice scream? Monday had come and gone. Only one trap remained on the shelf in the lobby. The other tenants must have picked theirs up. Miraculously, the mouse, her mouse, was still alive. Thank God for the trail of droppings. Confirmation. 
The next afternoon, she went to the hardware store and bought a packet of steel wool, the fine kind that painters use. She spent the rest of the afternoon on her knees in her kitchen, looking for holes in the baseboard or floor. She found two definites and two maybes, and poked steel wool into all of them. It was dirty work. She took a long, hot shower and felt much better. She decided not to tell Robbie about the steel wool. He'd been so patient showing her how to bait the trap. Fighting an impulse to close her eyes, she baited the contraption with cheese, confident that the mouse would find all roads to the kitchen blocked. Excerpts from Aileen Bricken's story, Droppings, from Passenger, Issue 49. We'll end with one more winter animal poem, Possibly a Crow, by Jean Connor. Something about the slow wing beat, the size, the print of black upon the low gray sky, the birds entering, but even more his leaving, an absence marked by the sudden widening out of space, the sky still receptive to brush strokes of black, long after they have ended. Then peace, soft, akin to a mist-like rain, and in the quiet, the deepened need to go on. Jean Connor's poem, Possibly a Crow, from her book, A Cartography of Peace. To buy A Cartography of Peace, or to subscribe to or learn more about Passager and its commitment to writers over 50, go to PassagerBooks.com. You can download Burning Bright from Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Audible, and a host of other podcast apps. For Kendra, Mary, Christine, Roseanne, and the rest of the Passager staff, I'm John Shore. Thank you.